Welcome to Core 242 Podcast, brought to you by Core Community Covenant Church. Now let's dive into the Word of God with Pastor Max and Pastor Trish. God bless you. Welcome to Core 242 Pod. This is a nice special uh, podcast to today. Well, first of all, we're nicely by the fire in our backyard today. And second of all, I'm, I'm blessed to have my wife back. Last last podcast, I had to do alone, 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 and now she's back. Uh, we get to do this together. So we just wanted to talk about um, our next step in the fruit of the spirit. Again, we're going through the fruit of the spirit. It's found in Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two. It speaks, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And we've been going backwards. Uh, God kind of put it on our hearts. We have done self-control and we have done gentleness. And today we want to talk about faithfulness. Amen. I haven't done much in preparation for today. So this (laughs) is a little different from usual. But uh, after some time in the hospital and just a rough couple of weeks I'm just thankful to be able to sit around the fire with my husband and study the word of God and hopefully we'll see what the Lord brings out a teaching I know you've been you've been pouring over this for like three weeks Mm -hmm. and I know that there's a a good word that the Holy Spirit has put inside of you some good nuggets you've been sharing with me and as we converse the way that we usually do uh, God usually makes something out of nothing just as he spoke all of creation into existence Uh, he brings out of us sometimes a great word that we didn't even know uh, existed until you just open up your mouth by faith and speak, right? And that's what today's about is faithfulness. Yeah, it's it's been one of those sermons, one of those teachings where um, it's as, as a pastor, as, as a Christian, as a man of God, you kind of uh, get before God and uh, He tests you. And uh, as we go through today, we're going to see that faithfulness is that test of a Christian to see where our faith is at. And uh, like Trish shared that, you know, for the past three weeks, she has been sick and had to be hospitalized for, for some days. And it was up to me to find faith that God is going to pull, pull her through and it's going to provide for both of us. And... Uh, as always, he is faithful and just, and uh, my wife is back here. Um, yeah, and I know the main text that we want to look at today is from Hebrews 11. That's yeah. what the Lord put on your heart. And before we get into it, though, we were studying, I don't know if it was last night or the night before, uh, devotion, and came across Philippians chapter 2, verses 12, the second half, and verse 13, where it says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. And that is, has been my faith journey over not just the last couple of weeks, but for quite some time, is just acknowledging that though we have confidence to approach the throne of grace, though our salvation comes by grace through faith, that we are meant to work out our salvation. He's a holy God, and so we work it out with fear and trembling because our faith is not our own credit. Our faith is not anything that comes from us. It's, it says God works in you to will and to act 
according to his good purpose. So we couldn't even come to him. Mm-hmm. We couldn't hear his voice. We couldn't draw near to him. We wouldn't have a desire for God if that didn't come from him. So it's just mercy upon mercy upon mercy. So as we look at faith, just realizing that even that mustard seed of faith or however much faith we might have, um, that alone is not of ourselves. That is a gift of God so that no one can boast. Yeah, it, it, the challenge, the other challenging part about this um, teaching was that I had I studied, I studied, I studied. I had three weeks to study over it, and I looked at different commentaries and different notes, and just being in the Word and looking through things about faith and when it's talking about faithfulness and when God was faithful and when was people of God were faithful, and I was like, man, this this might be a really quick three-point teaching which the points would be let me just state the points and we're done for it and so we're just kind of trying to see what God has for us but just to kind of jump on what what Trish said is that whole thing that it comes from God we got got to remember that Uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 3 is, is such a perfect verse there it says for by the grace given me I say to everyone, every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measures of faith God has given you. Just because you have endured something, it's not because you're such a, an amazing Christian. It's because God given you that faith. Amen. God is the one who gave you that faith to be able to see how faithful he is to you. That's that's gonna be our big our biggest point is that our faith, us being faithful, is just because God's been so faithful to us. He has sh- over and over have proven His promise. Well, even when you think of it the way you're saying it, God placed His Holy Spirit in us, right? Mm-hmm. When, when we come to faith, we receive the Holy Spirit, and it's His Spirit. It's not our spirit. Our spirit is of the flesh sinful nature the way we are hardwired we are hardwired to sin we are enemies with god we are children of wrath you know scripture goes on and on i know we like to talk about like you know the little children god's little children and love but apart from christ we're we're at enmity with god that's scripture but god puts his holy spirit in us and the holy spirit in us is what enables us to be he is what enables us to be faithful and so the Holy Spirit is drawn, that that old saying, um, is it scripture where it says that, yeah, no, it is, that, that even if we're not faithful, God is faithful because mm-hmm. he cannot, he cannot deny himself. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit within us is drawn to God and is faithful to God, uh, that God is jealous for the Holy Spirit that's within us. That was something we read earlier today as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Holy Spirit is what enables us to be faithful um, not our own desires, not our own disciplines, no matter how much we fast and pray or read our scriptures or whether you're a worship leader or a pastor, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. It's only because we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit Amen. that we're able to, to praise Jesus with our with our words and with our actions at all. Yeah, and the, the hard part about faith is our main, our main uh, scripture is in, found in Hebrews chapter 11 and we're going to start of is verse one and we're probably going to jump into a couple of other ones just because they're great examples of faithfulness um, 
in the scripture, but faith, there's a definition of faith, right? Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That is the, the key part of our faith is the stuff that we don't see. It's the promises of God that we don't have, we have not understand, we have not seen, we have not experienced. That's, that is what faith is. It's not what we, we do see. Right? It's Thomas, when Jesus came to him, right? Jesus came, came to his disciples and Thomas wasn't there. And when they told Thomas, and Thomas was like, unless I stick my fingers through his... Uh, through his holes pretty much through his piercings i won't believe right and then of course jesus comes and checked him and shows him why everything's lit but he's like but you you believe because you have seen but blessed are those who will believe and have not seen those are the ones and over and over again god talks about all those prophets of the of the old testament who believed in the coming of the new kingdom they believed in it. They had faith in it without ever seeing it. They were so far away. The promises that were given to Abraham, given to, to David, to, given to just over and over again that, that there will be a Messiah. And they, weren't, they didn't get to see it, but it was because it was something unseen for them. That's how they were able to have faith. And God over and over showed how faithful he was to them. Yeah, and you, you said something earlier about how depending on the faith, that, that uh, faith is God's persuasion. Yeah. That, that as we show with faith, God exceeds. He, he always is more faithful yeah, than we what we could even expect. We can't that fa- was amazing. We can't out-faith God's faithfulness, right? Like, he will always... Top us, like I think. I think that's that's where um, we're feeling, it. that's what we see in the scripture over and over again. I think, like somebody like Abraham, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a son." <laughs> no, 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 no. You're gonna have nations, right? Right. It's it's just one of the it's one of those things that uh, God doesn't do little. Like he he's a he's a big God. He does he gives more than we could ever imagine. Right. But even still, the, the amazing thing is, so God will make a promise um, to plant that seed of faith and he'll show himself faithful. And then he tests us to grow and prune and expand that faith, right? Like that mustard seed that grows into the largest tree in the field. And, and so Abraham had to wait a long time, but eventually he gets to see, he gets to see God's promise answered in Isaac. And then God challenges him to get yeah, Isaac up, absolutely. right? And and God stops him and he says, now I know that you fear the Lord mm-hmm. uh, because you are willing, I mean, to give up the son of the promise that he waited all those years for. Absolutely. But that's, I mean, that's where true faith comes in. Like you read from, from the beginning of Hebrews is knowing what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So verse 13 says, all these people were still still living by faith when they died. I think that's the key is we have to not just pray a prayer of salvation and have faith a moment at the altar mm. but it's standing firm to the end you challenged me with that earlier you said when he asks you to do hard things you know are you going to do the hard things are you going to persevere are you going to quit are you going to throw in the towel when 
persecution comes, when hardship comes, when discomfort comes, when you have to make up, uh, make sacrifices and give up friends and family members and choose the hard way of faith. And it says here in verse 13, all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive all the things Mm -hmm. promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. So I don't know what the promises are that God has put on your heart. I mean, our heart, but also those who are listening. Uh, I know that God has a unique plan and a unique promise for each and every one of us. And we may or may not see those in our lifetime. I mean, one of them, how many generations of faithful saints have gone before us? We wait for that. He's coming soon, right? We wait for that second coming. We wait for his glorious appearing. We wait. And we don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime. We have to live with the expectation that we will. Um, And it's disappointing (laughs) when it doesn't come, uh, when we want it to. But when we can see it from a distance and still believe and stand firm and trust that what he promised will come to pass, will we be faithful for that next generation if it doesn't happen in our day? Yeah. Yeah, and we need to recognize also that there's a big difference between believing and having faith. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right? I, I want to talk about that. There's a huge difference between believing and have faith. I mean, James checks us really quickly when he talks about faith and works and all that stuff. And he's, he's like, you believe in God? Good. Even demons believe and Oof. shudder. Right? So just because we believe in God, we believe in Jesus, but do we have faith that he is our Savior? Do we have faith that when that day comes, that when we come before the throne, that we, our name is going to be in the book of life, that that sacrifice that was on the cross would be enough for us? Do we have that faith or we just believe in it? Are we living our life like that, that Jesus is our Lord and Savior? Is he our Lord? There's a huge thing. We always talk. I always talk about that whole. It's it's an old one. I've used it a number of times about believing in in a chair, right? It, it, I can look at it. It might look like a chair. I believe it's a chair. Somebody told me it's a chair, but until I sit down in it, I'm not showing that I have faith that it's going to hold me up. Like people be like, yeah, 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 three hundred pounds. It's okay. It's it'll, it'll hold you up. Don't worry about it. Eh, is it really? But until I sit down in it and put all my weight and f- put my feet up, that's when I'll know it. But until then, it doesn't matter how much I look at it and say, tell other people about it. Like, yeah, this chair is the best chair in the world. It holds up an elephant, whatever. Until I sit in it. Until I sit. And the hard part is there's some stuff that's unseen. Like I was telling you about an example with the mechanic, right? My brakes don't work. I take it to the mechanic. Mechanic tells me, yeah, it's fine. Okay, I believe him. I get in the car. I start driving. Here comes a red light. Now faith kicks in. I have to have faith in my mechanic that he actually (laughs) fixed the brakes. Mm -hmm. So when I press the brakes, it's going to happen. Until I press the brakes, until that red light comes... Mm -hmm and I press the brakes, my faith is not going to be tested. If I keep on driving without using the brakes, my faith is not tested. So that's the hard part of us as Christians. Not that I'm saying that we need to be looking for persecution in our lives. 
But until something comes where we get tested, there's there's really no reason for faith. Right. And the the interesting thing is again, it doesn't mean that we don't you know, Philippians two when we were reading it, there's this word it actually says that Paul admits that he had anxiety, right? And and the working out your salvation with fear and trembling. So the reason is because when you really break it down, our faith, the gospel, doesn't make sense, right? Scripture says the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing, mm-hmm. right? But it is the power of God for salvation for those who are being saved. And, and that's the part about the message of the cross, the message of the gospel. It seems like total foolishness mm-hmm. that we would trust in the savior jesus who died on a cross right yeah and put our faith it's it's not has nothing to do with whether we're good people has nothing to do with how what laws we check off and we're obedient to whether we eat clean or unclean foods how we dress or what we will wear you know Mm -hmm. it it's putting this trust in what looks like a broken system there's a very broken famous uh famous philosopher i i should look it up before i quote it but he he basically says that he thinks that Christianity is foolishness because you're basically believing in a, in a crucified God, in a, in a God who's been crushed by the wheel of injustice. Mm. And some of our listeners might know offhand who said that. I'll have to look it up and maybe we could quote it in the, <laughs> in the notes. But it's just this tragic faith if, if it ended with the cross, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't. It ended with the resurrected tomb. It ended with his risen with a risen savior who who says that he's with us forever you know that his he's sent his spirit to dwell with us that faithfulness that god was faithful and did not let jesus see decay but he he raised him up on that third day he was faithful through all the crazy prophets ezekiel and all of his weird visions (laughs) that's what i'm reading right now (laughs) right I mean, all the, they, it all just sounds crazy. When you read scripture, it's, it's weird. It's bizarre. The stories are just, you know, they're out there. And, and the prophecies about the, the Savior are just, it's just so strange. You know, this virgin birth stuff and, <laughs> and that down to the, the fact that his clothes wouldn't be torn. They would cast lots for his mm-hmm. clothing. Mm-hmm that they wouldn't break his bones, but his side would be pierced. Like, there's all these really, it seems arbitrary and weird. The whole story of Scripture, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you open up Scripture, your mind is closed and you can't understand it. You the literally script, can't. Yeah, the Scripture says that they won't understand it. Right. Only through the Holy Spirit. Because it it's, seems like nonsense. It seems like foolishness. But when God gives you his Spirit, he gives revelation and he leads you to the truth and you understand that there's... We live right by a church. <laughs> it's very timely. This is the closing time. The music, <laughs> they're, they're playing us off. No, but the... Absolutely. How can we have faith in... We, we just... We literally just came back from watching Chosen Season 3, uh, Episode 1. And it was... It starts off with um, Sermon on the Mount. And people are talking about us like... What is this confusing thing? What do you mean somebody slaps you? It's turns upside down. It's upside down. It's an upside down kingdom, right? That's I think. Isn't there a book about that? I feel like there's a book about that upside down. Um, 
but it's just somebody sues you for for your shirt give him your tunic somebody asks you to walk one mile walk two miles pray for your enemies it's all these things like if we don't have faith when we're being tested it's not going to work through like when somebody challenges you at a grocery store or cuts you off just little things like that that takes faith that's us being faithful when we're talking about well how do i check the how do i see the fruit of of the spirit in me which is faithful of being faithful well how do you how do you act when somebody cuts you off when you don't get what you want are you being faithful to God when he says turn the other cheek? Are you being faithful to God? Because he says if you do that, God will be honored. He'll be credited to you as righteousness. Yeah. The things that you do in secret, right? Even our prayers. Not the lofty prayers we pray from a pulpit or yeah. from a street corner. Yeah. But when we go into our secret place and we cry out, Abba, Father. Right? Yeah. So faithfulness just kind of kind of just kind of review about it first of all faithfulness does not come from us god is the one who gives us that faith he gives us that faith by by having using that to use that faith and second it's it's not a single act it's a daily picking up your cross it's a daily the little acts of faith like you said the little loving your neighbor the little persevering in prayer the the little hope of resurrection that we have Mm -hmm. that we keep pressing through day after day when maybe all we see is darkness to trust that that his mercy is new in the morning yeah and the last one is is just a reminder that again you will not out faith our faithful god every time there's something comes where you have to use your faith God will be faithful. That that never changes. He was faithful then. He is faithful now. And he'll be faithful for well, eternity. Like I said, it was. I, I felt like it was. It was just such a like easy teaching of like, yeah, be faithful. <laughs> be faithful as he is faithful. Be faithful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah, the the scripture says, says, "Be holy as I am holy." I love uh, some translation says, "Be complete as I am complete." Mm. Um, I love I love that. I love I love it because when you hear holy, I'm like, oh, like that. That's a but complete. How are we complete? Mm, that's good. Well, with a Hebrew understanding of complete and wholeness comes from the word shalom Mm -hmm. so they use that as the greeting shalom they use that to say goodbye shalom and they say it as a blessing shalom shalom which Mm -hmm. is complete and total healing wholeness and peace that our hearts and our minds would not be divided that the peace of god would would guard us in christ jesus amen well thank you i know it's been a while but i pray that this teaching bless you um remember you're loved and covered in prayer. And shalom. 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 Thank you for spending time with us during this episode. We pray that this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to understanding God. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at corechurch242 at gmail.com. 
Until next time, know you are loved and covered in prayer.